Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today we are going to be doing a solo dolo current mood combo. Have I always rhymed it like that? Because that sounded really good. I mean, a solo current mood combo. I don't know. Just it, it, it sounded good that way. I decided that this week I wanted to do a solo episode because I feel like there's just so many things to chat about. I actually had... Well, I've had this idea of kind of a topic that I want to do, but it requires me to like actually really, really outline it because it's, I don't know, just like more in depth. And so I did put on Instagram asking you guys what you want me to talk about on the podcast. And there was actually a lot of like really good ones. So I figured we would do kind of like a Q&A advice style current mood combo. So we're going to touch on a little bit of everything. There's kind of always a general consensus of what people want to hear on the podcast. So I thought, you know what, let's give the people what they want. I'll save my solo podcast episode idea for another date. So let's just jump right into it with best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was being a yes woman because, you know, like I, you guys know I'm a homebody and I like being comfortable and I like being at home and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, there's just like this new found energy within me. I think especially since it's summer, I'm finally in a good headspace. I finally feel like where I'm supposed to be right now is here in Chicago And there's just so much, like, so much more to do. Like, it's amazing. And anytime someone says, oh, do you want to go do this? Yes. You want to come over here? Yes. Do you want to go on a date? Yes. Do you want to drive out to the suburbs? Yes. And, oh, my gosh, I've just been, like, literally having the time of my life just saying yes to things, getting out of my comfort zone, being more social, spending more time with family, just going new places, trying new things. And so I've only been here for a couple weeks now, probably, like, over two weeks now. I can't even keep track of time to be completely honest with you, but I've just been loving how things will just pop up and I'll say yes. It's like, I don't have to plan things out or I don't have to wait till the weekend to like figure out a plan. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll come here. Like, oh yeah, I'll stop by. It just feels more spontaneous and it feels more just kind of, I don't know, like laid back. It just, it's easier than I thought it would be to kind of just adjust to being here. So I've been really, really happy and I've been loving just kind of being able to, say yes and walk down the street and meet up with friends and it's obviously like I haven't lived in a city like this in a really long time because LA it's a drive everywhere so it's much easier saying yes to things when you can just like walk down the street or like hop in an uber hop in a cab and so it just like it feels very alive and it's like obviously everyone's vaxxed and waxed and it's summertime it's hot girl summer so everyone's just kind of like 
I don't know, already in that summer mindset. And it's freaking amazing. I've been having so much fun. Like literally been having the time of my life absolutely thriving the past couple of weeks. So I truly can't complain. But if I had to complain, if I had to complain and pick a worse mood for the sake of the podcast, I, you know, usually when I have those type of best moods, I want to be like, I'm exhausted. And I thought of a more profound way to say it. And it's the lack of me time and like just kind of like boundaries within that. Because obviously when you're a yes person, you know, sometimes it's more powerful to say no. And sometimes boundaries are saying no, as we know. And I think it's okay to like every once in a while, like go through, you know, like little moments in time where you're kind of going like nonstop for a couple of weeks or whatever. And you're just like saying yes to everything. You're living life. But obviously like that's how, you know, even just like social burnout or like self-care burnout happens. And so I'm not like burnt out by any means. I think it's just my worst mood was realizing that I actually need like a little bit more me time because I'm used to getting obviously a lot of it. Hello. And now all of a sudden I have all these friends and family here and I've been getting like no me time. So that's something that I definitely have to figure out like my boundaries because I can't just say yes to everything now that I want to, because I still have to take care of myself. And so I'm definitely just like a little bit like run down and tired because I'm not used to like having so many like things to do and people to see and places to go. So it's not the worst thing because, you know, it's obviously something that you can just clock and check in with yourself and just make note of like, oh, okay, I need to like make like harder lines, draw harder lines in the sand of, okay, I need better boundaries with like taking care of myself, putting myself first, and then I can go out and have fun. So whether that's like, oh, I have to balance work-life balance a little bit better or I have to get more sleep or I can't go out this many days a week. Just whatever it means to you, I think those like kind of like me time boundaries are just as important, especially if you're someone that like, you know, I always say like I'm an introvert. I recharge by being alone. And sometimes it's not even that much. Sometimes it's like, okay, maybe I just need, you know, one day where I'm fully by myself or maybe I need to balance it throughout the day a little bit better. So it's definitely different for each person. I think for me right now, I think what I'm, I think what I need the most is like having that kind of like nookie vibe, just like in bed, curled up, watching TV. I haven't done that in so long. Like I've watched some TV on the couch and stuff and I've watched a little bit of TV in my mom's bed, but I think it's like different since I don't have my own bedroom. So maybe I just need to get like extra cozy in what is my own bedroom right now. I mean, it used to be my little brother's room, but I mean, it's like literally I've been living out of suitcases for the past two weeks. So I finally put all my clothes away because like that's how much nonstop I've been going. And so I was like, okay, I need to put my clothes away. I'm like literally walking through clothes. They're everywhere. So now that there's not stuff all over the floor, you'll be able to see how gorgeous that looks in upcoming vlogs on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> but now that I'm just kind of in a boy's room that's cleaner, I think I can curl up with my iPad and watch some TV. Okay, I am so excited about this sponsor. I literally the other week was thinking, uh, where where is this? Because they sent me the product and I'm obsessed with it and I've been waiting to talk about it and I'm like, not kidding. So this episode is brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. So they have everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food. Public Goods is your new everything store thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. So rather than obviously buying a a bunch of single product brands. Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. So I love it because obviously once I have my apartment and I had them at the house, so I had the surface 
the surface cleaner and the hand soap. And I loved it because a living with my brother. So if you have like a boyfriend or a roommate, I always found that he would like leave like the cleaning products out and it used to drive me crazy. Cause like, that's not my aesthetic. You know what I mean? So when the public goods surface cleaner came in, I was like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Chic, chic, chic. And so I literally put it on the countertop for him to use. Cause apparently he just loves cleaning surfaces. And it was amazing because I didn't have to like put it back under the sink. Cause it was really, really cute. Like I said, Obviously, the hand soap is so, so cute, whether it's for like a powder room or mine was for my kitchen. And we have the olive oil, which is premium. And my favorite, favorite thing, they have these chocolate covered almonds, but they're not like soft chocolate covered almonds. It's like this like crunchy, like just thin layer of chocolate over the almond. And oh my God, they are the best thing in the entire world. So it's like literally all in one place, surface cleaner, best almonds, chocolate covered almonds in the entire world. Oh, you know what it is? It's like cocoa covered almonds, but it's like this like crunchy cocoa. Oh my God. I don't know. I'll put it on Instagram. Cause like literally obsessed, like obsessed with public goods as a whole public goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, and eco-friendly and innovative products. The ethically, so they ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. Knowing what's in your products and where they come from is obviously super important, and the small changes in the way we shop can make a big impact on our personal health and the world at large. And so they use the membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. And best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. They also plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. Join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. So I worked out an awesome deal just for my listeners to receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are literally giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order. You literally have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash mood or just use code mood at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash mood to receive $15 off your first order. You guys have to go check out Public Goods. It's amazing. Okay, for mood boosters this week, I decided to like switch it up a little bit. I've been on TikTok nonstop. I actually decided to get back in the TikTok game. Um, A goal of mine is to make more TikToks. And I'm not going to try too hard because that's just too stressful. I'm just going to have fun with it. I'm going to have fun on TikTok because TikTok literally boosts my mood. I like... Like I said, I have not had time to watch TV. So I don't know. My algorithm on TikTok is just hysterical. And it's like half mental health stuff. And then it's like half just like funny, silly stuff. And so I just find myself getting like all these little words of wisdom plus all of these laughs. And it's absolutely amazing. So TikTok just as a whole, I know social media like shouldn't be a mood booster. However, I just feel like I laugh so much and get so much joy from watching TikToks. And like, I don't get that from Instagram at all most of the time. So I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, why is TikTok such a like more mood boosting platform? I don't, I don't know. I just think it's like people are just being like silly and real and funny. I don't know. Maybe I have a good algorithm on TikTok. And then speaking of TikTok, a person mood booster this week, I just started following her a few weeks back. I obviously had seen her on TikTok and everything, but I just started following her on Instagram. And it's obviously the queen of TikTok. It's me, Tinks. 
T-I-N-X. And I just like love her Instagram content. Like her stories, I, I now follow her Instagram stories more religiously than I even do TikTok because like it's just my algorithm is everywhere. But I always watch her Instagram stories and I just love how real and raw and honest she is. I love how she doesn't try too hard. I love how she doesn't filter too much. I just think it's like hopefully like this new wave of influencers that are just more real and authentic and like, I don't know, just have like such a good energy and they're like grateful for their following and they're just like seem normal. Like she's just very unapologetically herself and I really, really love following her. It's kind of like boosted my mood, not only because I just like love following her, but it's also kind of like given me hope in the influencer space again because I'm like, look, like someone like her blew up and she like literally is just herself and is amazing. Remy, the girl that does... um back at it again with another realistic uh, style haul or fashion haul. I love following her on Instagram as well. She's like, those are like literally the only two people I followed on Instagram from TikTok because I just think that they are like, I, I think that they're great role models. I think that they are such mood boosters and I truly love following them. So those are my like human mood boosters, which I feel like I should do more often. They're just like people, I think like the thing about them too is that it reminds me of like how I was when I started on the internet and then like obviously the internet became this totally other thing so it makes me feel like I can like be myself again on the internet and not be embarrassed but that's also related to other PTSD from being myself on the internet so I digress. Oh my god my voice just cracked. Okay, my next mood booster. My next mood booster is another little like kind of physical self care one for you guys because I know I gave you one about jeans last week and I don't think I mentioned the self tanner but it's like actually a problem like one of the only things that's bad about moving to Chicago is that like I'm not tan anymore it's gone it's gone it's going it's gone and so I'm slightly concerned for my mental health because I hate being pale I don't feel good pale if you look good you feel good you have fun if you have fun you look good you feel good okay I know it all beauty starts from the inside out but there's something that being tan does to your mental health, let me tell you. So a total mood booster is the Saint-Tropez limited edition Ashley Graham body tanning mousse. It is freaking fantastic. And it has literally kept me glowing the past two weeks because I am officially pale. And so I literally had to get in the shower and exfoliate and like do an actual whole like tan situation. I'm like, do I need to start getting spray tans? Like I forgot how addicted I was to tanning when I wasn't just like laying outside all the time, which like I guess is probably good for my mental health as well of like, oh, I have a social life now and I do things besides lay in the sun. Okay, fair, 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 fair. You can't have it all. However, you totally can if you self-tan. I think it's a mood booster. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not. Every single girl that likes being tan knows something about you changes when you're tan. Your confidence, through the roof. Ego, through the roof. Self-esteem, through the roof nothing can go wrong when you're tan. I like literally everyone knows that it's just facts. And then my final mood booster is 12, three 30. This is such like a Gen Z, like a little mood booster section this week. But if you don't know what 12, three 30 is, it's on the treadmill and it's 12 incline three speed, 30 minutes. And at first, like, I don't like running. I just, I don't, I don't love it. I, I can do it sometimes. It depends. It's definitely a mental thing. But I thought for some reason, since like it was like high incline and like not a super high speed, it wouldn't be that hard, but it's definitely very challenging. And I just love that I know exactly what I'm doing because 
like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's also a trend too. So I'm like, okay, everyone does it. Everyone loves it. I should love it. Slash, like it's telling me exactly what I need to do. 12 incline, three speed, 30 minutes. And it was definitely hard to like get into the rhythm at first because like I have ADD. Like I get so fucking bored on a treadmill. Um, But what I started doing is watching funny YouTube videos during it. So that actually makes the time fly faster for me. Because if I listen to a podcast or listen to music, like my eyes are just like literally ADHDing all over the fucking building and just looking at the time that it that I've been on the treadmill. So if I visually distract myself with a YouTube video, it actually flies by. I think like I've done it probably for like a week now and I can definitely see a difference because AKA I'm just like not gaining a ton of weight because I'm literally like eating so much and like that's literally the only thing I'm doing. So I feel like it's just kind of like keeping me where I'm supposed to be physically. It's really, really good to just like clear my mind, to get rid of all those like anxiety jitters. I've been loving getting out of the house. I feel like really proud of myself when I finish it because I feel like I knew exactly what I wanted to accomplish and I accomplished it. It's not like, oh, let me do abs for 10 minutes and then I just kind of like make it up as I go along, which I do do after I do the 12, 330 but I feel very accomplished knowing in conjunction with the half-ass ab workout that I do, I like set a goal, I reached it and like I'm getting stronger and I can feel myself getting stronger each time. I felt like today I could have probably gone for another 10 minutes, but it was already getting late and I just like wanted to rush back home. So I'm really, really loving that. I'm just like loving having kind of like a different workout. I've never really had a treadmill before, like gone to a gym in years. So it's definitely like a change of pace and it makes me feel like while I'm out all the time and eating all the time and spending time with my friends and my family. It's like nice to have like that little physical active self-care. If you need more self-care, buy yourself some jewelry because I'm going to talk to you guys about Ana Luisa. You guys have probably seen my amazing gold jewelry on Instagram from Ana Luisa. Their jewelry is seriously amazing. They have pieces that are great for yourself or a gift or a loved one. The great thing about Ana Luisa is they are carbon neutral. They offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of their raw materials all the way to the disposal of their pieces. And they have limited batches. So you're going to get the highest production standards while also eliminating excessive waste. The quality is amazing it's long lasting pieces crafted with care from the best noble metals and they offer a 365 day warranty to replace or refund any piece that doesn't meet your expectations and the prices are amazing they have jewelry starting at 39 dollars. there's literally no luxury markup but it looks like luxury jewelry I'm absolutely obsessed with the necklace, the earrings, and the ring that I have. I get so many compliments on it, and I just love that it's good for the environment. It's good for the consumer. It's just literally so good. I know you guys are always looking for an extra little mood booster to boost your mood or just like reward yourself, give yourself a goal, and you guys just love jewelry as much as I do, and you want to make sure what you're buying is made well and made consciously. I think you guys are really going to love the jewelry as much as I do. I have that really thick gold band and this really, really cute, I call it the little nugget necklace, which I don't think I've showed on Instagram yet. So I'll show that this week as well. So don't forget, it's Anna Luisa, A-N-A space L-U-I-S-A. And what you can do is there's going to be a clickable link in the podcast description, and it's going to be analuisa.com slash mood. So that's www.analuisa.com slash mood. You can go treat yourself or your loved one with a unique gift and get 10% off when you go to www.analuisa.com slash mood. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. 
com slash mood. I absolutely recommend them, you guys. They are such a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check them out. com slash mood. Okay, now I'm going to go onto my Instagram and go through some of the stuff that you guys were all kind of asking. Obviously, a lot of people are asking about Chicago, and it's obviously great. You guys know from all my best mood, worst mood, mood boosters, all that stuff. And especially last week when I talked to you guys about, like, the signs and just, like, the universe, like, feeling like it really has my back and showing me that I made the right decision. And I think something that my therapist and I talked about especially was, like, listen, you felt like in this moment, this is where you were supposed to be and this is what you were supposed to do. And change is good. Change can be stressful, but change is good. And you don't know the future. Like, you simply cannot know. But all I know is, obviously, right now, this felt like the right thing to do. And switching it up and changing it up is good. And acting on that is good instead of feeling stuck. And so, you know, I think that... I think that everyone's kind of asking me how it is. And I just... I honestly... It's like, it just feels like I'm home. Like, it doesn't feel like I made this big, crazy change and move. I Maybe it's because it was just so easy in a sense of, like, all these pieces fell into place when they, like, didn't really have to because it was so random. So it just feels really comfortable. I feel really safe. I feel really, really happy with my decision. And I don't have to know what life is going to be like in four years because who knows? I would have never guessed that I was moving back to Chicago. I would have never guessed that I got my heart broken. I would have never guessed blah, blah, blah. So I think it's like okay to not stress out too much about the future because things are always going to change. Life is always going to throw stuff at you. And I just feel really grateful that I was able to notice how I was feeling and act on that in a positive way with a solution. And not only that, that the solution ended up being something that makes me really, really happy. And I feel really, really lucky and grateful that I have all these amazing people in my life that I was able to come home to and that it's been kind of an easy transition for me. And it's just like the beginning of it. Like, I just feel like I'm on cloud nine. It's just, it genuinely feels amazing to be surrounded by all my friends and family and to just like have this like new life and just be back. I don't know. It feels amazing. I feel like I finally made it back home. Someone said, moving on current mood moving on from the what ifs from past relationships I think this is really hard obviously because it's you know you go through every possible scenario in your brain and I think the only way to move on from the what ifs is to really grieve the relationship and you have to be gentle with yourself and you have to realize that like the what ifs like you're genuinely just thinking of things that aren't real. Like what ifs are based in setting yourself up for failure because you're not even thinking of solutions or something you could do. You're thinking of what if I already did it and you can't go back in time and already do something. So you're literally wasting energy on time on any sentence that begins with what if. I always say that what if is a phrase formulated by your anxiety. It's not real. It's not useful. It's not helpful. Yes, of course, you could say, what if I become a superstar? But like, that's still, it's like, okay, well, uh, what are you actually doing to become a superstar? You know what I mean? It's like, it's this very, this tricky way that your brain makes you just think of all of these possible scenarios that probably are not going to happen but your anxiety tricks you into thinking that they are going to happen if they're bad or making you feel like shit for not doing things that okay great you didn't do them but guess what it's done it's over like there's literally nothing you can do now so if you're really thinking about what ifs of a relationship you have to like logically ask yourself and question yourself of like okay first of all if the sentence starts with what if you have to immediately shut it down Number one rule, if I say something in my head and I go, what if, 
da 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 I go, oh, well, that started with what if. So I'm actually not going to entertain that anyway because I know it's an anxiety statement. And if you're really thinking about your relationship that much, you have to decide, like, okay, how am I going to grieve? Like, do I let myself be sad? Do I really think that this relationship deserves another fighting chance? Is there something that I can do? I think obviously it's different for everybody. And I think you have to try to figure out what your mind is telling you. But you have to realize that a lot of times it is just anxiety. And you just have to actually kind of like be gentle with yourself and soothe yourself. And you're not being gentle with yourself by berating yourself with what ifs. Because you're basically being like, well, you could have done this and you could have done that. And what if you did that? Like you're literally just trying to like your brain is just tricking you into feeling feeling worse because your brain feeds off negativity way easier than it does on positivity. And it's so easy for you to go down that rabbit hole and your brain and your body are like, yes, yes, yes. I'm feeling worse. I'm feeling worse. I'm feeling worse. And so when something starts with what if, especially in this situation, because that sounds horrible, just literally shut it down and be like, okay, you know what? If you want to make me feel like shit brain, get more creative because you can't start the sentence with what if. Anxiety is not smarter than you. So trick it. I got two different kinds of questions about how to be content with your personal life journey, not comparing to those around you and also just comparing yourself to other people. And I think that I think that what I've noticed is I've never gotten genuine happiness from getting something that someone else didn't or being better than someone else is in the moment. I get you know, happiness from connecting with other people and making myself proud and being content with myself. It never comes from someone else. Yes, like you can feel like, oh, yeah, I got the best grade or like, oh my gosh, like I won at that thing. Like that's great, but those are fleeting things. Like actual contentment and like feeling at peace is like being proud of yourself and accomplishing your own goals because you're your biggest critic. You're your own worst enemy, right? And so when you actually try start to shift it to become your biggest champion, your biggest cheerleader, you start to find this greater sense of purpose and being content because it's not a meaningful, purposeful life if you're living for other people by comparing yourself to other people, right? Obviously, it's easier said than done, but when you kind of start to think of it on more of that like deep level of why am I really comparing myself to that other person, especially when it's I'm sure a lot of times for for comparing, it's physical. And it's like, at the end of the day, if you're comparing yourself to someone on Instagram, you don't know their personality. They could be a huge piece of shit and you're comparing yourself to them. You know what I mean? It's like, you you might have a heart of fucking gold and they just have really pretty hair. Like, you know, it's like, you don't know everything. Nothing is real on social media anyway. And that even applies to being content with like your personal life and your journey because no one's having as much fun as they are on Instagram. I mean, besides my TikTok, obviously, me and my friends were having very much fun in the video that I did. That's not the point. I'm kidding. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's like everyone has their own shit. Everyone has their own battles. Everyone has drama and all this stuff. And like you're literally comparing yourself to something that's like not real. So unless you want to connect with someone, don't compare. Like do connection over comparison because comparison is the thief of joy and all you're going to do is compare and despair and it's going to literally get you nowhere like you comparing yourself to someone else is not helping you succeed or helping you be better or helping you find your purpose making you a better daughter a better friend a better girlfriend a better human it's literally just making you feel horrible and making you value things that probably don't matter which in turn doesn't make you a good person right if you value things that don't matter 
figure out what actually means something to you, not just because you see someone else doing it. Like really question why you're jealous of that person and why it matters and why you can't get it out of your head and figure out if you're the problem or what is the problem. And you can find the solution there too. And it's obviously easier said than done. But I think a lot of times, like if I find myself comparing myself to others, I just have to remind myself of like the positive things I do like about myself, the things that I bring to the table, maybe get off social media and just remind myself that like nothing's real. And like also be like, people are probably like, there's that quote of, you know, there's a girl across the room and like you're staring at her thinking she's like so pretty and like in reality like she's staring at you thinking you're so pretty or whatever and you're both jealous of each other like something like that it's way more profound than that but it's just that you know it's like someone could easily be just as jealous of your life and you'd be like why the fuck are you jealous of my life and guess what like they're probably going to say the same thing about their life to you you know what I mean it totally goes both ways Someone said, what are the biggest things you've learned from your previous relationship? And I think this is like such a loaded, (laughs) such a loaded question. And I think that one of the things I struggle with, which is like maybe why I hide behind the microphone and I don't really talk about it on YouTube, is that I learned so much from my previous relationship, but I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus, if that makes sense. And I think that it's like I'm kind of like figuring out how to talk about it and making sure I'm like in the right headspace to talk about it because like, you know, you go through the different stages of grieving and letting go and emotions and all that stuff. But I think my biggest takeaways from my relationship were how I deserve to be treated. I know that now. And I think although I went through hell, I'm so grateful that I went through that and got out of it so that I actually know what I deserve. I know how I deserve to be treated. I know Like, I don't have to settle. I don't have to be in a bad relationship. Like, I can actually have, like, a really incredible relationship where I feel secure and I feel safe. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm walking on eggshells and I don't feel unsure all the time. And I didn't know that for a really long time. I also... I learned kind of the importance of obviously my family and friends. And I learned that through the pandemic as well, but I kind of learned it in a different way in the sense of a relationship, which is that I need to be more vulnerable and be more open and honest. I'm someone that like really doesn't like being a burden. I'm someone that doesn't necessarily need to be vulnerable about bad things all the time. Cause like I said, I don't want to burden anyone. And also it's like, I'd rather just pretend like everything's fine a so that no one worries about me, but then B so that things will be fine. Right? Like it's for me too. It's like self-serving as well. Cause if I pretend that they're fine, then like I'll convince myself too, not just other people that they're fine. And I think that like, even a friend of mine was going through relationship stuff and I was like, you know, I just, have to give it to you like I'm really proud of you for being honest with us because even though like it sucks and we're all kind of talking shit and like you're going through shit and you had to hear our like blunt opinions like it's much harder to tell the truth than it is to just pretend like everything's fine and like I didn't tell you guys what was going on for years and like I'm proud of you for being honest so that we can be there for you and help you and I think that I did a lot of pretending just in general and I feel like on every scale, like I don't need to pretend to anyone else. I don't need to pretend to myself. I don't need to pretend to my partner. I think I learned that it's much better to live openly and authentically and honestly and just be the most you version of yourself, obviously the best best version of yourself. But I think that I realized that I don't have to be anyone else besides myself in order to be loved. And like if 
then if I'm not getting that kind of love for my relationship, then I actually do deserve to be with someone else that does love me for me and that there's actually nothing wrong with me. And I spent years thinking there were quite a few things wrong with me, like a lot of things wrong with me. Um, I think that it's easy when you're very insecure and you don't love yourself very much to kind of believe someone when they don't like the things about you either or they want you to change. You're like, well, of course I should change. I'm, I suck the way I am. And it's like, no, actually, I don't suck the way I am at all. And I don't have to change. And I am great. And so I think I actually gained a lot of confidence. I learned obviously a lot about just relationships in general. I learned kind of what my needs are and how I refuse to not have them met. And I obviously deserve to have them met and I will have them met and I won't settle without them being met. And I learned that like, uh, of like just what I want in my next relationship, how I want to feel, how I want to, how I want to make the other person feel like, and I also just gained a lot of confidence. I gained a lot of vulnerability and a lot of honesty. And I just learned so much that, yes, it was like literally the most horrendous thing ever. And part of me feels like hypocritical and like shitty, like looking back on it, being like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I never told my friends this, this and this. Like, I can't believe I put up with this. I can't believe that I let this happen or blah, blah, blah. But it's the same thing about how we were saying earlier. It's like the what ifs, right? Like there's there's literally nothing I can go back in time and do. Like I'm straight up not a time traveler. So there's, it's like it's pointless. Like there's no point in shaming myself and feeling bad about myself. It's like literally just taking it in stride and being like, yeah, you know what? I, fuck, I fucked up and I learned. And I'm so grateful that that happened to me. And I'm going to use it moving forward because like – I truly believe that God doesn't put anything in your path by chance, you know? And I think sometimes you have to go through really, really shitty things. And that's just a part of life. And we're going to keep going through shitty things. And you just have to take them in stride. And I learned so much from that experience. And I think it will hopefully one day bring me to an incredible relationship with someone that, like, really values and respects me and loves me unconditionally. Fingers fucking crossed. Someone like I kind of like this because someone said like the ball is in my court, if that makes sense. I don't know if there's like a first part to that, but it kind of just makes me think of like how to feel like the ball's in your court, if that makes sense. And I think this is something that like I've really learned over the past couple months. And guess what? How to make the ball in your court? You put the fucking ball in your court. Like I just like everything's on my terms now. Like I'm in a place where I'm a strong, independent woman and these are my needs. If you don't want to meet them, that's totally fine. If you don't like me, that's totally fine. This is what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Like literally just making choices for myself. And like the ball is in my court all the time. And if you feel like you're in a relationship or a friendship or something, you know, you have to have that same level of respect where it's like you, yes, you're going to have to compromise. And yes, you're going to have to be compassionate, blah, blah, blah. Of course, duh. But, like, you shouldn't be literally bending like you're some fucking malleable metal. I don't know why that was my analogy. For someone else. Like, the ball is in your court. Like, you have a say. You have a voice. You get to make decisions. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, I always say the ground rules for dating me are now, one, you're obsessed with me. Two, you worship the ground that I literally fucking walk on. Three, you love me so much and I love you so much and four we make decisions together and we both are on the same page and degree 
and think they're for the best and we do it together and we're a team. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I kind of like bring it home at the end there, but it's like rule number one is like, you worship the fucking ground I walk on. Like, you know, the balls in my court because you're going to, you're going to like adore me. Like we, us women, like we are badass motherfucking like princesses. You know what I mean? And like that shit is out there. Like there are people that will make you feel like that. So Yes, obviously, you're going to fight, and you're going to have to be compassionate, and you're going to have to bend a little bit. But I'm talking about, like, going from an unhealthy relationship to, like, a healthy one, okay? I'm not being, like, I don't know. I'm not going to get too into it because I feel like people in relationships are going to be like, well, do you just wait till you get married? And it's like, okay, well, I know a lot of married people, and (laughs) their husbands don't treat them like how I've been treated. So moving on. Speaking of moving on, moving on from the past. I think I did an amazing episode on that called You Need to Let Go. And I think there's so much power in letting go and surrendering. And I think if you go back and listen to that, you'll like it. Someone also asked for breakup tips. I have an incredible uh, blog post on that, so I'm not going to get into it. It's on laurenelizabeth.co. Someone said how to deal with a friendship that just dwindles out. When they go low, we go high, rising above petty shit. And I totally, totally feel that. I actually had like a really, really long-term friend kind of like dwindle out. And I feel like it still sucks. Like it gives me like, it gives me like a pit. Like it it doesn't make me feel good. Um, But at the same time, it's like, you can only be the best version of yourself and you can only be honest, take accountability and be compassionate and be kind. And I think one of like the, things that I learned is like, no one is perfect. We're all mad at each other. I'm owning up to my part. I'd love for you to own up to your part. And if we can't meet in the middle somewhere, like that dwindles out and it's sad and you, you have to grieve it and you can like mourn that relationship. But sometimes relationships, whether it's a friendship or anything, they don't serve you anymore. And I think that relationships and people come in your life to serve a purpose and sometimes like they've just served their purpose and it's time to move on and it's time to keep going forward and like you can't mourn and grieve over it forever because it served its purpose like maybe that's all it was meant to be was to come into your life for that period of time and serve that purpose for you and now you just need to let go and move on because that's what it was and so I think it's actually a lot sadder with a friend honestly like I'm definitely more sad about losing a friend than my ex-boyfriend for sure um and I still get a pit when I think about my friend and I don't get a pit when I think about my ex-boyfriend because I think that's how important you know your female friendships are in your life and that's how much they mean like I care so much about my friends and I think it's so sad when you know a friendship dwindles out but as long as you're you know being smart and being logical and you know being respectful and treating them you know, sometimes even kill them with kindness and like even taking accountability and like not fighting back and all that stuff. It's not about being perfect. You're going to fuck up. You're going to say stupid stuff, but you have to own up to it and you have to try to work to agree and come to a place. But there just comes a point where like things just like die out and they dwindle out. It doesn't serve you anymore. And it's like, there's no reason to be liked out of fear of losing someone, you know, like you don't have to keep bending for that. You have to actually, it's more powerful and going to serve you better if you actually move on and move forward. So I would just say grieve it and, you know, be the bigger person and don't be petty. And if you're going to be petty, go talk shit about your friend with your mom because your mom's not going to tell anyone. Okay. Someone said, how has dating been? And I think honestly, dating has been really, really great. Um, I'm having a lot of fun 
And I think it's like really just like helping me like learn so much about myself, about what I want in a partner. I've just had so many interesting experiences and like fun times and fun stories. And like, I just feel very free. And I think that it's just something that, you know, I think it's cool that I get to experience it because, you know, some people fall in love with their high school sweethearts. They never get to go on hinge and that sucks for them. Okay. So, you know what? I'm just taking it in stride. I just think that I'm having fun. I get to chat. I get to look cute. It's like, it's honestly a huge self-confidence booster, especially after what I went through, which I did not feel good about myself for a very long time. So it's definitely a total mood booster. Quick break to talk to you guys about Bride Bright. Did quarantine and the holidays increase your coffee and red wine consumption? Who wants whiter teeth for their special day? I know I'm going to need some for my friend's special day. Are you ready to show off that gorgeous smile once that mask comes off? It is time to get rid of those stains, kids. 10 minutes a day, 10 days, no sensitivity for wetting white teeth. Because this episode of Mood is brought to you by Bride Bright, an affordable, effective at-home teeth whitening program designed by an Ivy League trained dentist for his beaming bride. Is that not the cute? It like literally gets you a man that does that, okay? Getting the perfect smile for your special day can be really expensive, painful, sticky, or harmful for your enamel and your gums. So Erica, the founder of Bride Bright, wanted whiter teeth for her wedding day without the sensitivity caused by whitening strips and without having to spend hundreds to thousand dollars for a whitening at the dental office. I'm not going to lie. I actually considered getting my teeth professionally whitened for my friend's wedding in the fall. And then I heard about Bride Bright. So this is absolute perfection. And that's why she challenged her fiance slash dentist Ryan to create a sensitivity-free, effective, affordable solution for at-home teeth whitening. The Bride Bright Wedding Kit includes three brush-on whitening pens, providing enough gel so you can try it months before your wedding and still have enough for touch-ups and leading up to your special day. Plus, the gel stays effective for over three years from purchase. So it's great if you have a wedding soon or planned for the future. Also in the kit is a first-of-its-kind wireless dual blue-red LED light mouthpiece to accelerate the whitening process while improving gum health and reducing sensitivity. Bride Bright also really makes a perfect gift. You can literally gift Bride Bright to a bride for her engagement or shower, or obviously just buy it for yourself. Get it for the other bridesmaids, the mother of the bride. I mean, I I really hope you're not listening to this, Jenna. <laughs> and best of all, you get it fast. Free shipping and 40% off for a limited time offer using code MOOD at checkout. I really love it because it's painless. I was trying whitening strips before. Someone commented on my Instagram story one time that I needed to whiten my teeth. And I was like, I know. And I just replied, LOL. And so I definitely don't like the strips as much because they really hurt my teeth. And with Bride Bright, it was really just easy and effective. And I saw results immediately. And they also have this 3D teeth shade guide. So you can really see your progress, which which is helpful. And obviously, it's nice to add it into your self-care routine. All it is is 10 minutes, and you can just do it while you're scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or, you know, just disconnecting. Check out Bride Bright on Instagram, at Bride Bright, for teeth tips and more. And you can try Bride Bright for yourself by visiting www.bridebright.co. Use code MOOD for 40% off at checkout. And don't forget about your significant other. Bride Bright launched a couples bundle featuring two kits of your choice, including their Groom Glow Whitening Kit. So cute you that's b-r-i-d-e b-r-i-t-e dot co co not com co use code mood for 40 percent off an already discounted price today i mean is that not the most perfect sponsor for me right now i know what can i say great place to meet people guys weddings i'm gonna have the whitest teeth at that wedding and i'm gonna get wifed up gonna steal the thunder 
Someone said feeling stuck in life and the anxiety that comes with that. I think I obviously can totally relate. I like selfishly even used a couple podcasts ago where I talked to the millennial therapist about being stuck because I really felt stuck. And I think that's something that resonated with me from that is like really focusing on purpose and meaning in your life because like goals and things are not going to like fulfill you like that. And I think a lot of times if you feel stuck, it's kind of like kind of focusing on how you want to feel instead of what you want to achieve. And I think that when you focus on how you want to feel as a human and how you want to feel living your daily life, and it's not like happy, like it's specific. Like I want to feel like I'm giving back in this sense. Like there's just like all, I did this whole journal prompt one time that kind of like shows you how to write down like how you want to feel surrounding things. Cause it's not like you're just gonna be like, I just want to be happy. Like not like that. I'm saying like specific examples of like how you want to feel and how things make you feel. And if you feel obviously stuck, that's probably not one of the things on your list. I think it's really good to look at like, why is it like a bigger picture thing? Is it like genuinely where you are? Cause I think there really is always solution to feeling stuck. I think that you can always change. I mean, I said this last week and I think that you have to kind of obviously let yourself feel and honor your feelings. And then once you're able to think logically and think about next steps and really take action, obviously you never want to like make big decisions emotionally. You want to make them logically, but you know, your gut feeling is more of an emotion. And I think you should listen to it. And I think you should take a step back and really reflect on it and then figure out, okay, what's going to make me not feel stuck anymore. Is it like actually making a change? Cause sometimes change is good and you have to rip off the bandaid or is it like just small little things have changed? Cause this, 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 and this actually make me feel stuck. And if I just switched my day around and focused on different things and put more meaning into my life, maybe I actually wouldn't feel as stuck because I think there's a lot of power in actually focusing on what you do have as opposed to what you don't have. Cause I think it's really easy for us to focus on what we don't have and think we have to fill it up when we actually already have a lot of really great things in our life whether you think it or not I mean if you're listening to this podcast right now it means you're alive and breathing and like that's literally already something to be grateful for okay guys I think that kind of sums up pretty much majority of the current moods today that I got on Instagram let me know if you guys actually like when I do more of a Q&A current mood style, getting stuff from you guys, getting moods from you guys. Make sure to follow on Instagram at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth and my personal account at Lauren Elizabeth. As always, I absolutely love and adore you if you subscribe and give five stars in the Apple Podcast Store or just stream wherever you listen to your podcasts. Would really appreciate, obviously, sharing the love on social media. I love reposting you guys listening to Mood. I love reposting your guys' Mood Boosters. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a best mood week and turn your worst moods right back up with some Mood Boosters. Love you all. Bye.